0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast Thursday edition. I am joined this week by lead pastor of Mission City Church, Russell Schultz. Russell, how are you doing today? I was
1: doing better until you did that intro for me.
0: <laughs> I feel like every week I just get a little more excited to, uh, to see you, to have you on, you know, just trying, to, just trying to grow my podcast host game.
1: You're a great host. I mean, great voice, great podcast voice, uh, but I'm great. Thanks. Good. good. It's cold outside
0: it's a little chilly here uh, Midwest is experiencing winter finally uh, it only took till February basically to get here but um, every every
1: winter I question why I live here
0: <laughs> well you are from Georgia so it's probably a little milder down there yeah yeah cool well hey this week we are talking about Sabbath uh, an idea or a topic that I am really excited about I enjoy uh, speaking about Sabbath and just kind of bringing it up it's not something that maybe gets a ton of traction but I think it's lately, maybe more so in the church, has kind of been had a growing kind of movement towards Sabbath. Um, We have been in a series in our Sunday services of mental health called Abide, uh, and we this last week talked about rest. Uh, We've been using our Thursday episodes to kind of give a little more context or a little more information. We had an interview with uh, with Hannah Megs, uh, one of our licensed uh, or licensed. Counselor uh, in our congregation who talked about anxiety, and this week uh, we're going to give an, an additional tool, uh, and that's to Sabbath rest uh, to to observe a sabbath day or hour or a few hours as we get into it but first we want to just get started by building some kind of a theology of sabbath Uh, we see references to sabbath in the old testament we see references to sabbath in the new testament Uh, there may or may not be an a change of how sabbath is meant to be viewed or things we'll we'll kind of get into a little bit of debate about that but uh let's just start out with this russell do you want to just kind of share uh maybe just the idea of when god rested in the very first Sabbath in Genesis chapter 2.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you haven't heard uh, the story of creation that is in Gen- Genesis chapter 1 that finishes in Genesis chapter 2, uh, so God creates the heavens and the earth and works on all the other, other aspects of it for six days. And this is what happens on the 7th, Genesis 2, 1 through 3 says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them, And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So we see that the Sabbath is um, a time of remembering, uh, and it's also a time of rest of when God had created the world. Uh, And then I think you're going to talk about it when later it comes out in the Ten Commandments how Moses um, leans into this story to why man should rest.
0: Yeah, so let me just read this real quick. So this is out of Exodus 20. This is Moses giving the Ten Commandments um, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. There's a number of different places where God commands the Sabbath or he gives the Sabbath as a commandment or to, uh, to observe it. This is out of Exodus 20 verses 8 through 11. It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do. You shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but He rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Kind of piggybacking off of what you just read and what you're talking about, how God used six days to create the world, rested on the seventh. He gives man the same commandment: to work for six and rest for one.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: And we see this kind of echoed throughout. There's a, there's a number of different areas, whether it be through Exodus, Deuteronomy. Uh, it continues on and on. Like, God continue to command uh, the nation of Israel to take a Sabbath rest, to observe it, to keep it holy. Uh, it's very important to God, is what I'm trying to— I guess the, the general conclusion through this is, hey, I did this. I'm commanding you to do this as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think— um I, you, I gave you this book for Christmas but there's a guy he's actually a Jewish I don't know if he's a scholar I think he's a scholar I don't think he's a he might be a rabbi um, he's
0: a professor at a, a university in New York I believe
1: yeah and I think he's passed at this point um, but he, he wrote a book called Sabbath his last name's Herschel um, and he talks about the Sabbath the reason why it's so like set apart or so holy is it's one of the th- it, it was in creation in a like in the pre-fall like mm-hmm. kind of rhythm and so there's a the the rest that you're entering into is almost like a return to Eden type of thing for those Jewish people where it's like it's something of Eden that could be restored or it could be kept that I could find the same type of connection relationship with God um, and that's exciting.
0: Yeah, he also makes kind of the point which I think is really fascinating that Uh, In a lot of ways, and especially we experience this, I think, today in our day and age where we believe that we have to do something to make something special. Uh, So you think about, like, your birthday. Now, you're going to turn a year older on that day regardless of how you celebrate. But we think of our birthdays as good or bad or better or worse based off of how great the celebration was, right? Like, how we spend that day makes it a good birthday or not. Now, what his argument is, is that the Sabbath is holy regardless of how you celebrate it. And so it's more so, and I think this is where the language of observation comes from, it's more so do we recognize that the day is holy and observe it that way, Hmm. or do we ignore the fact that God made it holy himself? That's good. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Um, We also see, I'll I'll read a couple more passages here. Uh, This one comes out of Ezekiel. God says, "I am the Lord your God. Follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Keep my Sabbaths holy, that you may be that they may be a sign between us, that you will know that I am the Lord your God." Uh, he also says in Isaiah, uh, and I, I think this might be a, a quote. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but this is out of Isaiah 58. Uh, If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride in triumph in the heights of the land and the feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I don't know why, but I just get, I just get a little giddy reading that. Like you keep my, you keep my day holy, uh, and, and honorable and keep from going your own way and doing your own thing. And you will find joy in the Lord and you will ride in triumph on the heights of the land. Like that just, that sounds good. I, I, I'm in for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. I think I think um, you know, especially like if you're in a season of, like, you feel faint, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I think the like the that description gives you just hope. Yeah. You know. Right. Then I think that, you know, in, in the business of our culture, there's a lot of us that are feeling we feel faint, and um, yeah. So I think I think to me, I think Sabbath could be a tool that we fight against restlessness, um, anxiety, depression, all these different things. I think, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of booked in this series intentionally with practices because we believe that Jesus is the source of life. And we, we, it's not, we know there's other things and other factors that influence stuff, but we like, this has to be a part of being with Jesus has to be a part of our regular rhythms. If it's in a Sabbath time, if it's in taking a walk in solitude, if it's in whatever else it might be for us to be uh, to spiritually healthy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. And I, I don't want to jump ahead too much. We'll get to kind of some of the encouragements uh, right now. It's why, don't you, why don't you want
1: to encourage people, Jake? <laughs>
0: well, I just want to stay in the vein of like building a Sabbath. It, it, this is actually a great a great point or something that, that kind of is a good tension for us to, to speak into because I want to sit for just a, a little bit longer in this building of a theology of Sabbath, using the scriptures to talk about Sabbath and what Sabbath is because like, we go back to, so go back to the Exodus passage. This is a commandment, part of the Ten Commandments, by the way, that, uh, I don't know about you, but in the church, this is just a weird side note, but in the church that I was, like, like born and I, I grew up in as a kid, the Ten Commandments were posted, like, in this, like, letterboard uh, on your way in. So, like, every day, I just remember, like, I, I was too young to understand what they meant or all that, but, like, I just remember seeing them every day. There's the 10 commandments right there. And it was like so prominent, but like, this is one that kind of got lost somewhere along the way. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, we just don't talk about it very much where as no one would say, um, you know, like I think this, uh, Let me just put it this way. I think the Sabbath rest, people might have the, um, the, the, conclusion or just the idea that like, well, you know, it's just, we're really busy. And and honestly, I think for me, like I've experienced where almost, I almost feel like I'm less important if I'm not busy. Like you have a conversation with a friend you're like, Oh, how's, how's life been going or whatever you're catching up. And they're like, Oh, it's just been so busy, you know? And like, if you don't say that you've been busy back, you're like, Oh, what have I been doing with my life? Uh, at least that's how I feel. Maybe that's just a, uh, inter- no, like, something no, I, I mean,
1: I do, been. I do like rate a work day based on how productive I've been. Yeah. So, you know, like yesterday, someone asked me how I was doing. I was like, well, I, actually, I had a really good day at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Productivity, efficiency, getting things done. I mean,
0: that is the, the United States. That's the Western mindset, right? Yeah. Um, and so we don't have a problem with saying, stick to the 10 commandments, you know, do the 10 commandments, thou shalt not murder. Nobody's questioning that one. Uh, you know, don't have any gods above me. Nobody's saying like, it's okay to have a few idols in your life. Um, although we all do or struggle with that. Um, but like how many people are saying, Hey, you're not resting enough. You're Hmm. working too hard. You're too focused on productivity and efficiency. Like that's just not our culture. That's, This just seems like a lost commandment to me is what I'm trying to say, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think so. I mean, I think, um, and what we probably need to, what we probably should do is we probably should wrap up the kind of the scripture part of it. So moving into the new Testament and then we could talk about maybe why that is, because um, I do think, yeah, not, not to foreshadow anything, but I do think the way that we think about Sabbath from a new Testament perspective could potentially lead us to forgetting it or not thinking, not valuing it the same way as it's one of the ten, it's number four, people. You know,
0: uh, <laughs> if we're if we're ranking, <laughs> if I don't think they're the ranked. Way that is, they're given, yeah. Well, they're
1: just they're <laughs> just how they order they they fall in Exodus twenty, but um, but yeah, I think let's I, I would say let's let's continue to go through, uh, let's go through the New Testament and then sure. let's let's then talk about why why we have lost maybe the the need to. Yeah, but, okay, inter- cool. but interesting point though um, that you do make because uh, we there is there has been different times where people uh, argue about like making sure the Ten Commandments are posted, whether it be a courthouse, a church, um, like a capital building, or whatever else else it might be. But yet, like we don't follow all of them. You know, I think yeah. that's an interesting. We don't have to go down that road. Um, yeah. Anyway, but
0: yeah. So okay, so general principle, God obviously values the Sabbath very highly. He gives it as a commandment to his, his uh, to the Israelites in the Old Testament, and commands them over and over again, and then even in, in Isaiah, in that Isaiah passage, gives them, "Hey, if you do this, you're going to be in my joy." Transition to the New Testament, where we see. In my opinion, a, a slightly different viewpoint, but uh, also still highly regarded. Uh, in Mark chapter 2, Jesus says uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. He's in a situation where he's uh, with the religious leaders of the day, and they're challenging the fact that he's picking grain on the Sabbath. And Jesus is really saying like, hey, this was made for man to experience good things, uh, not for you to hold this legalistic thing over their heads that is more important than you know just being a human being basically. Um, And then in Romans 14, we see one person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. And this is interesting because Paul's really, uh, he's kind of getting into this divide of, uh, you'll see a lot of this tension where Paul's mission uh, and his journey takes him to a lot of Gentile uh, people groups, a lot of cities with uh, people that are not, Like Jewish, and he's offering the gospel to them, and he's showing this tension that uh, the Christian non-Jews and the Christian Jewish people are having of, look, we've been following God for our whole, you know, the time that our people have been around. This is what you must do. This is the law. This is what it says. And and Paul's kind of speaking to that, like, you should be convinced in your own mind of, you know, hey, if you haven't ever taken the Sabbath before, um," now I don't want to say that, like, you shouldn't ever take it, but, like, Uh, hey, just know that this is not a legalistic thing. Um, And then there's a couple more interesting passages here, and we're kind of building, again, the theology of what the Sabbath should be, what it was, and now what it says in the New Testament. So Colossians chapter 2, we get into this passage in 16 and 17. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon, a celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that are to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. And this is, again, this is uh, an idea of kind of dividing that gap of this is not maybe necessarily the legalistic thing that the, the Jewish leaders are trying to hold over you. But the idea is that you get to experience a taste of what is to come. It's, a, as Paul put it, a shadow of the things to come. The Sabbath day is a look back, as you mentioned earlier, Russell, to this Eden-like state. And that we get to experience that uh, one day a week, uh, what is to come for eternity.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then there's a Hebrews 4 passage. It's a little bit longer. Um, I mean, I'll read the 9 through 11, but it's a longer section too. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter into that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And so that passage, it actually mentions three different types of rest. If you kind of get into the, the weeds of Hebrews 4, it talks about... The, there's the Sabbath rest, which is the the thing that the commandment that they're talking about. There's the the rest that happens when the people of Israel, when Joshua leads the people of Israel into the Promised Land, and then there's also uh, the rest that the, the 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 completed rest, if you will, that happens when Jesus returns. Um, and the Colossians passage is pointing to that future rest. That it's the shadow. So the Sabbath is. The shadow of the rest that we can enjoy, um, that uh, that is going to be found when Jesus comes back and establishes the new heaven and earth and makes the world right and you know gets rid of sin, evil, all these different things.
0: Yeah. So, my conclusion from these passages, and I think this is where we may have even just a little bit of tension between the two of us, is that Old Testament. This is a commandment that God is incredibly serious about. Uh, that is, Is actually worth punishing the Israelite nation if they don't follow it. Um, And in New Testament, we see that Paul's kind of drawing the line of, look, this is something that was uh, a a serious commandment, still is very serious and is worth following, but it's not necessarily uh, sinful to not observe it. Um, And I would say that the difference there for me is that even though something is not sinful, doesn't mean it's right to disobey it in the sense that we are invited into this rest. And I love this part of the Hebrew passage where he says, make every effort to enter that rest, is that it's not that it's saying, not, not that my perspective is that in the New Testament, we no longer, like it just kind of erases the Sabbath or no need for it. Uh, my perspective would be that it's an invitation now to enjoy that rest and to experience it, um, but maybe less of a uh, strictly sinful or uh, disobedience of a command. Um, and I think maybe you have a different perspective. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, i I think the, I think the hard part about that is, I think potentially that kind of posture is what what has gotten us to where we currently are, where we have we've de-emphasized the 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 the, the, the Old Testament command of the Sabbath, which has then allowed us to say, well, this just doesn't matter anymore, and. Um, and I, I, would, I would agree with you. I don't think it's like, I think what Paul is doing is he's giving room and space for Gentiles and also just the church in general to practice this, like maybe a little bit more leniency on how they're going to practice it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think the intention would be that they would continue to practice it. It just would be uh, like, you know, the, de- the day of the week that you choose to practice it, it can be like for them, Sabbath was Friday night to Saturday night. That I mean, we know that the church's holy day is not on the the traditional Sabbath day. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so I think some of that stuff is 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 that I think also there is a little bit in some of the Pauline stuff that is the, back in the first century when Jews and Gentiles were trying to figure out how to live together, there was an emphasis on the Jews to force the Gentiles to be like them. And I think Paul is combating that a little bit to say, listen, like if you're Gentile, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do this festival of, of the tents or you don't have to do this festival. You don't even have to practice Sabbath the same way that we practice Sabbath, though it is a shadow. It's a future picture of it. And so for me, I, the, the reason I, I don't think it's, I don't think you're necessarily wrong in your analysis of that. I just think if we're not careful, it can just still lead us to not practicing it at all, you know, like not even, not even try to practice it because I don't know the rituals. I don't know all these different things. And so for me, it's like, no, like I go back to Jesus's words where he says in Mark two, and you already read them is the Sabbath was made for man and man for the Sabbath. Like the Sabbath is made for hum- human beings to rest, to stop and to delight in God. I mean, uh, this might be further down the road, but the two, you know, Sabbath literally means to stop in, in, in Hebrew, and then it also has another dual meaning where it also means to delight. And so if you just take that very simply, as human beings, God created a day or space and room in your week for you to stop and for you to delight. And I want I want as many people who follow Jesus and people who don't follow Jesus to stop and delight, to stop and delight in in Jesus who is the giver of all these different things. And so um yeah maybe there's a slight disagreement there, but I just I, I don't I'm I i do not want us to I, I feel like the church in America doesn't doesn't Sabbath. So that's why <laughs> that's why I want to be like, well let's make it a command then yeah. or let's make it let let's show the value of it.
0: At least honor it maybe as much as we honor the other commandments. Yeah, like right? as
1: much as you think that stealing is wrong, <laughs> you know, or like sure. idolatry coveting although you know what we really don't we don't really think about that like how many of you maybe 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 i'm going down a rabbit trail here but there are t- there are 10 commandments that we ignore like mm-hmm. how many of you think about the stuff that your neighbor has and all you think about is how how much you want that stuff right We don't
0: Yeah, reality is that we've broken all the commandments probably at some point. You know, even the way that Jesus talks about in Matthew, uh, you know, if you've you've angered or if you've like have this anger, he he kind of equates anger and murder together. Like like basically making the case that like we're all sinful to the point of breaking every one of the commandments. And so if you are sitting listening to this and you're like, man, like. I kind of agree with them like this is something like how have i been missing out on this you know and you start feel the shame or guilt start to pile up like no like like jesus has set you free from that one if you're a believer like like we're not trying to pile this on we're trying to invite you into experiencing a new way to experience god's presence and his rest and something that could be like transformational for your life honestly
1: yeah and the people have read that have practiced this um and I, i i'll tell you this like i don't practice this perfectly like I have a day set aside with my family that we it's in, we call it we don't call it Sabbath day we call it family day but mm-hmm. right now it works is my daughter's not in elementary school so we do it on Mondays on my day off but um, but for us like it's a it's a special day that we're we know we're gonna spend time with the family we know we're gonna hang out and it's gonna be uh, we we know we're gonna delight in one another we know we're gonna delight in God and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day and um, I, my hope is that just that we we realize um like sabbath is a time for us to stop and realize like we we live in a world where it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know crawl and and bite and do whatever i can to 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 gain just to get whatever i can do and sabbath is a time for us to stop and go go, and take a breath and say god i believe that you are in control i believe that that the wheels and keep spinning and turning when i'm stopping And it's a level of, it increases our trust and faith in God that he's good and that he's going to take care of us even when we stop. And then when I start practicing that, a lot of people will will say that that mentality will then fall into the way that I work, that'll fall into the way that I, I live my life, think about the future. And so then I have gained, I've gained faith in God, I've gained trust in God. And then I'm also doing it from a from a restful spirit too, so now I'm trusting God more, I'm living life more rested and fulfilled, and I'm I'm enjoying more lot more of life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's some really practical. Reasons why God has given this to us. We sh- this shows up just in our humanity. We'll we'll kind of talk through how we do this, and maybe give you some pointers if you want to get started um, experiencing this. Again, take advantage of this invitation, as the Hebrews passage says. Make every effort to take advantage of this. But um, there's also some really interesting data out there. And Russell, you shared a couple of things on Sunday, just about like what the extent of hours we can work in a week are, productive hours, and things like that. There's one. Uh, I'll have you share that in a second if you if you can find it. But I, I there's one thing that comes to my mind. I was once told. Um, uh, I, this is kind of so. My wife and I have been sabbathing for a few years now, and, and kind of one of the convincing arguments that we heard, in addition to all this, was there was this uh, study done of these like blue areas or blue circles, or I'm probably butchering this, but basically it's um, these areas where people live to be uh, on average, like, uh, or they have the most on average number of people living to hundred years old. And the two that stood out in the United States, I think it's two, were uh, places where there was a heavy concentration of Seventh-day Adventists or people that practiced a regular mm. Sabbath. It was like part of their like, uh, essential culture, if you will. Yep. And basically the mind-blowing thing that came out of this was that basically the amount of time between the average lifespan of someone who observed a Sabbath between that and someone who didn't was basically came down to gaining an extra day every week of their life. I mean, that's that's the Sabbath rest. Like every, I mean, I'm not saying that every time you observe a Sabbath, it's going to add an extra day onto your life. Is this
1: is this a medical promise from Jake a med- Medical
0: promise, yeah. Uh, so don't quote me on this. But but literally, that's how it's worked out for these these pockets of people who observe a regular Sabbath is that they have then had those days. Again, this is not a perfect uh, mathematical equation, sure. but like it's been added to the end of their life. They've lived longer lives with, utilizing this tool and and going into the presence of God and, and
1: utilizing this rest. Hmm. Yeah, if you don't know about Seventh-day Adventist, they they uh, actually had a roommate in college that was Seventh-day Adventist, and we used to argue about the Sabbath because, again, I didn't have the same... I didn't have the philosophy that I had on it. Now, they... I'm, I'm not uh, well versed in all their theology, but they hold the Old Testament commandments. they would actually say the Sabbath is an Old Testament commandment um, because they still they, they actually meet on Saturdays for their church because they take literally um, the commandments of the Old Testament. Sure. we're not completely like we're not completely there. Yeah. Uh, we do think that again, some of the Pauline passages, Do allude to the freedom of what day you practice; hence, the church meeting for thousands of years on Sundays. Right. Um, But um, but I do think that's really interesting. Um, The quote you're talking about it comes from. If you if you are really interested in this and you really want to have your um, maybe your worldview just shaken a little bit, (laughs) um, the book John Mark Comer wrote a book called "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry." Yeah, and uh, it is, but it will it'll just like if you're if you're in a place where you want to be rocked like it'll rock you a little bit (laughs) if you're in a place of like where you're like kind of white knuckling like holding on to like no i'm busy dang it and i'm good with it then don't read it because you're not gonna be ready for it um or if you don't if you're not a reader which i know some people don't like to read um then he also uh his he was the pastor of a church called bridgetown church and his podcast you can look up um Look up his sermons on Sabbath, on solitude, on... I think He might even have a Ruthless Elimination of Harry's sermons as well. Fantastic stuff. But it, this he has this stat in his Sabbath chapter in that book that says that our pro- productivity uh, as human beings has a cap. So if you work 55 hours a week or if you work 80 hours a week, your pro- productivity will be the same. And the reason that it is is because as human beings, there is a cap on the... Uh, for the most part on the availability or our ability to be productive. And, um, and so, uh, for us, um, uh, yeah. So if you're, if you're like a, no, I, I'm going to work 70, 80 hours a week. And cause you're, you, cause the thought or the, the idea in your head is I'm going to be more productive. The likelihood is that something else is someone that works 15 hours less than you could equal your productivity, which could be devastating to some of us, um, but it's the reality of us as human beings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So hopefully all of that has helped give you maybe a a reasoning or built the case for why the Sabbath is so important. Um, I want to transition now to kind of us giving some practical tips, um, just on maybe how you can do this. I'll share kind of what what we do, what my wife and I do, and then uh, I'll let Russell tell you about his. Um, so first off, we try to do 24 hours. Again, if you're just starting out, it might be helpful for you to do four hours or six hours, or pick an evening or a morning. You know, just to find a space of time that you can get started on. Um, if you want to go the full 24 hours right off the bat, uh, you know, more power to you, but just don't feel like you have to. Um, We do Friday to Saturday evening. Sometimes it's Saturday to Sunday, but we try to avoid that just because church is not really like a restful thing. So basically from, you know, for those that don't know, we start setting up around 730 in the morning. Our service is at 10 um, and then we have to tear down everything. So there's just a lot of work that happens on Sunday morning. So we try to avoid that being part of our 24-hour period. Um uh, but we're not always perfect. Uh sometimes it just we can only do 6 to 8 hours or whatever. Um and you know, like again, this is an invitation for you to experience. It's a it's a good thing. It's like something that we should instead of trying to be more busy, we should trying try to be more restful, I think is what maybe the Sabbath has taught me. Um but uh we tried at least for me, I try to put my phone in another room for at least a portion of the day. Uh, because I can be really addicted to my phone. I can let that kind of uh, soak up a lot of my time, a lot of my energy, my thoughts. Um, And so I try to put that in another room. Uh, I try to just do um, a lot of the things that I enjoy uh, during that day, uh, things that I wanna do because that's what I delight in and that, and I roll it back to God has given me this as something to enjoy. It's which a gift. Is great. Yeah, it's a gift, right? Like so, maybe I just watch a movie with my wife, or we go on a walk together, or we you know play with the dog, or you know like things like that. That like you know you might not say are just inherently spiritual, but because I'm observing them in a way that like I'm giving honor to the Lord with this day by yeah. not working, by resting, by enjoying my life that He has given me. Uh, it's honoring to Him. Uh, try not to get too too legalistic about it and say, I have to do this, this, and this. Um, you know, you might want to read a book, uh, take a walk, play a game, watch a movie, Delight in God's creation in some way. But the most important things, as Russell alluded to earlier, stop and delight. So stop worrying, stop working, stop planning, stop questioning, stop earning and delight. And do things that you delight in. Uh, do spiritual practices. That is a good thing to do on your Sabbath. I'd highly encourage you to do that. Rest in God's uh, presence. Uh, picture yourself in your favorite place with Him. Whatever it looks like for you. Pray. Just know that God is in control. Uh, if you want to read your script, read scripture or read a, a religious book or something like that to encourage your faith, whatever that may look like for you. But just stop and delight and be and be present. Uh, and that's so, so hard for us in our culture to do that. But but just find the time to be able to do that. Um, and if you don't schedule, it's not going to happen. But uh, <laughs> Russell, do you want to share a little bit about your uh, your family day?
1: Yeah, so we call it family day. My daughter gets really excited about it too because she knows that I'm dad's not going to go to work. Uh, and for me, we, we do it, sometimes it's 24 hours, sometimes it's uh, Sunday night to... Um, the middle of the day on Monday, but um, we try to we try to eat good food. <laughs> we try to enjoy good cups of coffee. Um, we try to do something as a family all together, uh, and sometimes that means going places. Sometimes, it, like some people are like, "No, you can't leave your house. It's Sabbath, That's too much work." But we're not. That's where I'd say the legalism of it kind of falls off. Is where it's like, "No, if we want to go to a park, we're going to drive to a park." or if it's beautiful outside and we want to go to, we love to go to Brookside, which is a like kind of a city suburb on the Missouri side in Kansas city. And they have a great walking path and we'll get a scone or a biscuit from this coffee shop and just go on a beautiful walk. And Maisie loves it. We used to take our dogs, but they're horrible on leashes. So that uh, stopped being a delight or worshipful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we, um, yeah. And then same thing, like we'll, Um, so some people would say like no screens and nothing. I do try to put my phone up. Like if you text me on a Monday, Jake knows this too. Like I, I'm fine for emergencies, but like, don't call me. Don't send me an email. Uh, or if you send me a text, know that I won't respond until Tuesday morning. Um, because I do want that separation from my work. And we're in a society where we touch our phones so many dang times in a day. If I can have four hours, eight hours removed from touching my phone, it's a, it's a success. Um, and then yeah, and then sometimes we hang out with friends. Like so, uh, in the in on the, the summer times, I move my family day from Mondays to Fridays, uh, and I go to the pool with my one of my best friends named Luke. Uh, and we go almost every Friday, and I'm not kidding. Like we like that's a like going to the pool in the summer, and like we I wake up in the morning, spend time with the Lord, spend time with the family, go on a bike ride, and then we go and we chill at the pool and we laugh and we cook we eat food, and it's amazing. And, uh, and some, so, so those are some of the best times, um, as well. I, I would also say like, if you're, if you're like, I don't have 24 hours, like Jake said, take a morning, take an evening, make a meal, invite a friend over, enjoy whatever you enjoy. You know, if it's, if it's a certain restaurant and it's like you treat yourself on that day, if it's, um, there's, there's so many different ways to do it. So, but, and, and I do think finding like what, whatever spiritual practices you really enjoy and delight in. Like maybe have an extended version of that, you know, so if you only have time for a 15 minute time reading the word in the morning or 15 minutes of prayer or 15 minutes of solitude, like try to grow that from 15 to 30 or 15 to an hour um, and see, see how that influences the rest of you, like that day and the rest of your week.
0: Yeah, because you are taking the intentional time to rest and not work you then are opened up to say well i do have time to to read a few more chapters of my bible i do have time to journal my prayers out and to spend more time sitting in that i do have time to to draw out what god might be i mean i don't know like like whatever it may be um russell i want to point this out to just like kind of hidden in what you were talking about early on with your daughter Maisie enjoying it so much i think one of the things that I've observed from, from you and what I love about like the fact that you call it family day and everything is like you as a father, um, and I don't have a kid, um, but I'm, I imagine you as a father, um, it's, it's a very uh, rewarding thing to be able to instill in Maisie, even if she doesn't realize it right now, a value of rest, delight, stop, spend time with God, like, I mean, those are things that even she now at five years old is going to hopefully like, you know, those will be things that are ingrained in her um, and that she gets a rather regular rhythm of she knows that this is time with the Lord.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think time with the Lord, time with people you love. And also just to like, you know, hopefully when she gets into school, we'll move it to either Saturday or even like it might, it might change. So wow. it might be Sundays after church where, you know, cause she has, she might have ballet or something like that on Saturday. So it's like, let's do. Um, you know, let's do this eight hours, yep. but she's going to know that we're going to intentionally carve out time. We're going to spend together and we're going to spend it together with the intention to delight in the Lord, delight in one another. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay, cool. So let's get into a few more kind of general practical tips here. Number one, uh, and this is by far the most important, but you have to be intentional about it. Like if you just, if you're listening to this, you're like, that sounds like a really good idea. The next time I have some free time, I'll try to, instead of just like watching TV or I'll try to do this or whatever, like, like if that's just your general, like, hopefully it, I remember this, it's not going to happen. You've got to schedule it out. You've got to make it a priority. You've got to block it off in your calendar and say, we are resting. We are Sabbathing during this time. Um, that might feel really harsh and really difficult, especially if you have a family of multiple children or, uh, you know, you got a lot going on. I get it. It's difficult, but I'm telling you like, this is a potentially life transforming, uh, practice, make every effort as Paul says in Hebrews to make this, to lean into this rest. Like, like I get it. It's difficult, but do it. (laughs) Um, Again, like we said, don't feel like you have to do a full 24 hours, find a period of time that works for you. Uh, Make a plan, make a plan. What are we going to do during this time? You know, instead of just blocking it off and saying like, well, uh, you know, I got nothing, I'm going to make sure nothing's planned. Like make an idea heading in, Hey, we're going to get our food prepped beforehand so that we don't have to cook. Hey, we're going to empty the dishwasher or we're going to eat out and it's only going to be paper meals or whatever. So mom doesn't have to do the dishes or kids don't have to do the dishes or dad doesn't have to do the dishes. Like we can just throw it all away. Um, You know, do things like maybe you want to buy a new board game so that you can all enjoy it together that that night or that morning or whatever um you know things like that uh try something new uh maybe you, if you're a person that's adventurous or whatever like this is part of your personality like do something new that excites you um And then the final thing I would just say is try your best to make it a celebration. Like it's a holy day. It's a good day. It's good to celebrate the goodness of God, you know, have good food. Like, like this is not a day to be like, well, you know, hot dogs and Mac and cheese is really easy. And so I'm not supposed to work. So let me just do like the easiest thing possible. Like, no, like, like maybe you need to you know create a line item in your budget for hey we're gonna have this money set aside so that we can you know order in food that we all really love on this night and um, or maybe it's like oh, we're gonna make this big family style meal. Um, I remember like growing up we used to get uh, Chinese food. Uh, and we would get it all in like the R- Russell, do you remember when Chinese food used to come in? Oh, maybe it still does for some people, but like, I don't see it anymore. Those like those white, uh, rectangle boxes where mm-hmm. you could just get like the, all of the different types of food. And like, you can just do family style where everybody gets a fork or, you know, uh, yeah, they put it on their bowl or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now it's like kind of all comes in its own prepackaged plates or whatever, but like, You know, if you want to do family style, we're all sitting around sharing good food, but but make it good. Like, like do something good. Uh plan out the fun things that you want to do. Like do stuff that you enjoy. Make sure that it's stuff that you want to do. Make memories. Invite people over. If you want to have friends, family over. If you enjoy that kind of thing, don't do it if it's stressful or overwhelming to you. But if that adds to your life, if that adds to your experience, like do that. Um, and just make it, make it a good day. Like, you know what you like, you know what you enjoy, uh, stop working, do the things that you enjoy, invite the family around you to celebrate with you and and make it a good day. Uh, make it something that you look forward to because it should be, you know, it's, it's a holy day. It's a day with God. Um, it's a good day. So, uh, those are kind of some of the practical things. Russell, do you have any, like from a spiritual standpoint, things that ways, maybe ways that your family day has impacted you or ways that you've seen it,
1: like it grow you at all? uh when i do it well um i really look forward to it Mm -hmm. so and i do think what you're talking about with like put the work into it on the front side of it or put the budget dollars into it on the front side of it so you can enjoy it um but i do think like it's something that i've come to like just want to do you know like i like if i miss it because sometimes we miss it if you travel or you know sometimes work life happens like work you have to work um ironically right now I'm in the midst of like
0: a two or three week stretch where I haven't gotten a full one and I feel it like I'm exhausted
1: yeah yeah and maybe that's why I've been so the last season of you yeah, know the last six months I felt a little bit more rest like I don't feel as tired as I felt mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I don't know I think and then I really think if you um if you struggle with control, if you struggle, and when I say that, if like, if you are a person that wants and has to always be in control, um, that, that or you worry a lot, like I, Sabbath has been such a good time. Like I said earlier, it's just a reminder that, that God does have the whole world in his hands. And even for these moments, even when I freak out in the middle of Sabbath that I need to do something, or I, I need to you know, whatever else it is, I have a way that I, I just email myself in the middle of the day. If I, something comes to my mind. So, cause I don't want to lose it. So I put it away, but, um, but it's a time to like, it's going, the growing of your faith is the, is is the most important thing is that like, yes, I'm going to work hard when I'm working. Yes. I'm going to care about people and the world around me and do everything I need to do. But at the same time, like I, I believe that God is in control I trust him in my life, even when it doesn't always make sense. I think that's where, that's the the fruit of of, of Sabbath for me, um, or family day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just give a few final thoughts here before we wrap up. But uh, I think for me, and this kind of goes along with what you were saying, is Sabbath just teaches me how small I really am, mm. uh, and, and not in like a oh your life's insignificant, you know, you don't matter, whatever. But like in a you no, know, God's just so much bigger and i really don't have to be the savior of everybody in my life i don't have to be there for every moment of every day i think i think maybe there's a maybe there's even a pastor or somebody who is you know knows a pastor or whatever who is listening to this and going like wait there's a pastor out there who doesn't answer text messages for an entire day like is that even being a pastor? You <laughs> know, like, like yeah, and, and yeah. there's that, like, there's that pressure on you. But, but I appreciate the fact that you say, no, like God's bigger than that. I have people in place, I right? We, we have, you know, a community of people that are there for you that, that might not be taking their family day or their Sabbath today. And, and look, I, I I'm here for, I, I have to lean into this rest as well. I need this so I can be the best pastor to my church as I can be. Um, because ultimately like really like God is in control. Uh, And God, God is the, uh, yeah, he's, he's got the world in his hands. Uh, I think also it helps us recognize our need for rest. Uh, I think we did this, you asked this question on Sunday, how many people felt weary and like every hand went up, but I think there's also even for the people that like, aren't like, I don't know even how, if we even recognize how tired we are, I think as a society, we're just exhausted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so too. And I, I do. There's a lot of factors to why why that is pressure and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Go, I do want to go back to. Sorry, not to cut off that point. No, I think good. what you said is good. But you reminded me of, um, like, the, back to the control thing, or getting to a place where you're trusting God that He has everything working, whatever else it is. Have you ever? Uh, you ever leave a place, like you leave a job, or you leave maybe it was high school or college, and you and you want you wonder. I don't know how they're going to make it without me. You ever have that thought?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't want to admit it because it feels like I'm if it, saying I'm so important, but yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm not, I am not. think it's very natural to have that yeah. thought. you know. And so every time I've left a ministry place, I have – well, early on it was like, what are they going to do without me? And I, re- I really remember sitting – with a guy when I was leaving my home church years ago and uh, he goes, he goes, you really think you're that important? <laughs> <laughs> and this was, this is like a men- like this was a mentor of mine growing up. And, um, and I was like, I, I do <laughs> like, not in a, not like in an arrogant way, just like, no, like I have this, I have this to do. And, and he just says, you know, the world, this is a hard, this is a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But let's say you let's say you move on to another job or you know have everybody get fired whatever else it is and you're worried about like that role or if I don't do this then someone's like someone won't like then like everything's going to fall apart. And the freedom of realizing that you don't hold everything together, the freedom of realizing when even going on vacation for a week and the company still went forward without you and going, "Oh, okay, I can excel here." That's really good, which which got me to the practice of, yeah, like I turn my phone on do not disturb at night because if I really am needed, the Lord will wake me up and I'll, you know, and I'll, and he has before if I needed to answer a text or to pray for someone or to do what else it is. And, uh, but yeah, so not to say that you don't matter, but it's the, it's the freedom of going, going back to I'm small, right? Like mm-hmm. I am small. I do, I have a role. God's created me for a role to be his image bearer, but. But there's a time for me to stop doing that and just to be with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't save the world. I'm not going to save the world. I'm, you know, like the, the world's going to keep on going yeah. after I'm gone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's funny that you, so that first question that you asked about like, uh, you know, is is this place going to be okay? Uh, I, I would say maybe a different way to look at that for me is like, well, if I don't do a good enough job setting, like making sure everything's okay when I leave, Then it's not going to be okay. Like, and if it fails after I leave, then that's on me for not being a good enough leader. Um, And so it's like a different kind of pressure, but in the same sense. And like, again, just like, why, why is that pressure on us, uh, you know, as individuals? Like, we're just not as important as we think we are.
1: Yeah. And like, you can, you could set up every system and every leader to do, to, 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 to like follow you and it was done and executed perfectly and it could still go to crap.
0: Yeah, it's the Ecclesiastes uh, passage, right? Where he says, you know, the father builds this massive wealth and the sons come and blow it all. Yeah. it's like, yeah, like literally, you know. And
1: we call call that Hevel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So stop chasing after the wind and take your Sabbath rest. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Look, uh, hey, we love you all so much. Just want to end with this thought. Um, Again, this is an invitation for you to experience the goodness of God in your life. Um, and it's not a pressure. It's not a something you should feel guilt or shame about, but that God has actually invited you to take a rest because you can. You can. And that he's going to take care of you, and he's going to take care of what you need and give you uh, those things, it, even if it doesn't feel like you can. You, you can. And God's invited you into that, and you get to experience that. And that's the goodness of God and following Jesus and being a believer and, and just resting in that.
1: Yeah, stop and delight. Stop yeah. and delight in him.
0: Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We'll see you back here next Thursday for another episode of the Mission State Church Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission State Church Podcast.